Good day and welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast in partnership with Najahi Events, my awesome sponsor. So Najahi Events bring hugely talented and successful people here into the region. Lisa Nichols, Nick Vojcic, um, Prince EA, Alicia Keys and the amazing Tony Robbins were their most recent um, guests. And there are some even bigger stars coming to this part of the world very soon that Najahi will be um, sharing uh, their story with and allowing you to get in front of them and listen to what they can do to help you be inspired, motivated and take action so that you can get the kind of results you're looking for. I'm grateful for Najahi because um, I wouldn't have been able to interview some people like Prince EA and Nick Vojcic without their uh, their uh, say-so. So um, it's been a really nice partnership that's worked out really well for us. So look out for Najahi. Um, go follow them. Go to their events. They're a great organization to, to be involved with. And their, their leader, Orpha Mustafa, um, I have so much respect for her drive and determination. She really is an inspirational leader on her own. Okay, so we have a weekly podcast, which is now going to be uh, two podcasts a week. Uh, One is going to be the traditional podcast of me interviewing someone, and the other podcast is going to be the audio that I'm going to rip out of the uh, Spencer Lodge Sales Clinic, which I run on a Sunday night at 8 p.m. here in Dubai on Facebook and Instagram. And the reason I want to give you that information is that I think there's some real value in those sales clinics and some, some stuff that's going to help you... Uh, develop better strategies to get better execution and to to be able to build your business more effectively. Now, um, I've been doing the Spencer Lodge podcast for about nine or 10 months. The sales clinic's been going for longer than that. But the first episode we're going to start with was a recent episode I did uh, with a guy called Rick Wayne. Now, Rick Wayne is ex-Foxtons, but he's also the managing director of Better Homes, one of the oldest and most established real estate brokerages here in the UAE. Rick is a really, really smart dude, a really great character. I loved having him on the show. He's got so much value to share and he's just a nice personality as well. And he talks, you know, there's no highbrow there. He just talks man to man. And we go into the top five mistakes that salespeople make, but they don't realize. And it was a really interesting debate. So key points to take away from that were, were you know, for me, simple stuff like forgetting to ask for referrals or assuming the sale's going to be easy, not self-reflecting enough, you know, look, 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 because your ego gets in the way of you being humble enough to want to keep learning and you know, all this kind of stuff. Really great um, sales clinic on a, a recent Sunday night that we did. So let's cue the music, get stuck into this and really enjoy Rick Wayne and myself on the Spencer Lodge podcast. And uh, yeah, let's know what you think, you know, take a photograph of it for goodness sake on the, on the post it on Instagram, tag me in, let me know that you're watching the stuff uh, and really enjoying the podcast and that any feedback you give me I would be very very grateful for right I'll see you soon take care and enjoy the show yo are we live we live we live we live yeah. Instagram fans how are you Let's just get ourselves set up for Facebook and whatnot. I hope you're well tonight. If you're going to uh, get involved, then I'll make sure that you make a lot of effort to get involved because I've got a special guest on the show tonight. Okay, I'm going to introduce him twice, not once, but twice. That's nice. Thanks. I'll wait for the Facebook people to introduce him, right. to him as well. <laughs> I thought I was just special. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Rick Wayne with me tonight. He's the managing director of Better Homes. So come and say hi to Rick. Any questions you've got for Rick, he's going to be happy to answer those questions for you. So first of all, thanks a lot. It's Sunday night. It's sales clinic time. We're talking about stuff that salespeople get wrong, um, mistakes they make. And I'm going to go through some of those things that we believe that, that you get wrong. But I want to know your feedback. I want to know what you think. I want to hear what you've got to say about about the, the errors that you think that you've made along the way, or maybe lessons that you've learned that other people could learn from as well.
well that you know when you were in the midst of it you didn't really realize okay what was going on i'm sure that when you were starting out and you were young in sales you made a load of comical errors as well yeah one or two um more errors than right things if i'm brutally honest with you mate yeah <laughs> we're on here we're on facebook Yo, Facebook, how you doing? Instagram, bear with us one second. Facebook, how you doing? Nice to see you tonight. It's sales clinic time. It's 8 p.m. Dubai. Thanks for coming to join us. I've got Rick Wayne. He's the, the managing director of Better Homes here. I'll let him explain his story in a minute. So say hi to Rick, everyone. Yay! Saying hi to Rick. Okay, make sure you do me a favor tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to press the share button so that we know. Okay, hold on a minute. Let's get it sorted out so that we know... There we go, excellent stuff. So that we know, okay. What, this? Yeah, Towards me? Yeah, perfect. Okay. Can I have your phone for the Instagram stuff? Can I say hi to guys? Hi guys, come on and say hi, please introduce yourself. There we go, excellent stuff. Alrighty ho, okay, we've got a bunch of people coming on. How you doing guys? I hope you're well, it's gonna be fun tonight. We have loads of energy. Rick's here to be, what have I got to lean it on? What, why are you doing it? Okay, are oh, you gonna put it on that? Okay, so, no you can't, because you can't tilt it. You can't turn it. It makes no difference. You can't? No, because you, 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 you can't lean it that way. It makes no difference. Well, I'm just gonna put it there so you, have you can put it there, absolutely. <laughs> so again, if you've got questions for us tonight, please let us know what those questions are. Okay, my guest tonight is the amazing Rick. He doesn't like to be called Richard, so don't call him Richard, okay, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I'm in trouble if I'm called Richard. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. That's you do feel like is. you're in trouble. Yeah. Can I, can I have that, can I have that um, tissue box? Is that okay if I have that? Do you mind? Because then I'll lean this on the tissue box. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So come in and say hi, guys. Where are I? Oh, it's a bit awkward. Why is it a bit awkward tonight for me? Lean it up against your computer screen. Uh, no, 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 no. Why did I not think of that? Comfortable? Yeah, you can take that right now. Right, Nadia, how you doing? Nice to see you this evening. Khaled, how are we? Okay, guys, come and say hi. Instagram, guys, please. I know I don't always know your handles, so please come and say hi. We've got loads of stuff to go through tonight. Salespeople make mistakes over and over again. They make errors. They don't know where they're getting it wrong sometimes. And to be honest with you, tonight with Rick, we're going to go through some of these things that people get wrong, challenges they face, and we're going to make sure that we answer all of your questions. So please throw them at us, engage with us. But more importantly, I've got a guest, and he doesn't get on camera that often. And so what he needs from all of you tonight, okay, is loads of love hearts, thumbs up, okay, give him the engagement, so push your love hearts, get your thumbs up, okay, guys on Facebook and Instagram, please do me a favor, share the content, because if you press the share button, other people can get the benefit from this content, they can learn as well, you've got no idea about how many people you could be inspiring and benefiting along the way, so <coughs> without further ado, let's get stuck in, so that those of you who don't know Rick, Okay, and you don't know better homes, you've got your one minute elevator pitch, do it. Oh, beautiful, thank you very much, mate. So, my name's Rick Wayne. I'm uh, the Managing Director of Better Homes. I, uh, I mean, Better Homes first and foremost, I mean, what, what are we? We're the oldest and largest and frankly best real estate brokerage here in Dubai. Uh, been operating for 33 years. It got better about two years ago when I arrived. Spencer, it, of course. But, was uh, it just called Homes then before? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I suppose me, very, very briefly, I've been in real estate for 16 years. Started straight out of university when I was 22. Um, started at a company called Foxton's in London, uh, that some people may have heard of. I was there for 11 years. Um, I've been over here for the last two years. 
So that's all I know, my friend, real estate and sales. So you're from a boy. But you studied law, so you're like an, educa- you're an educated real estate guy, aren't you? Yeah, there's, are, are we supposed to be few and far between? There are a few of us, there are a few of us. <laughs> yeah, I educated myself, myself on how much more I could earn in real estate than I could in law, so I changed to real estate. But no, law, I mean, I, I enjoyed law, but it was pretty dry, mate. It was, uh, you know, it's all about files rather than people. And I'm more about people than files, I think, so yeah. we switched that. But, but but at the end of the day, you are an educated real estate guy. Uh, thanks. So we'll have to take yeah. that as a positive. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you. All right, Kurt, how are you doing? Nice to see you guys. Come and say hello. Alessia, how are you, hun? Nice to see you guys. Come and join us. Come and say hello. Let me know that you're there. Okay, Nadia, I will be helping. No problem at all. Oh, your, your friend Michelle with you? No problem at all. Guys, come and ask your questions. Amma's on the ha- Amma's in the house. Can we say hi to Amma? Good evening, Amma. How are you? Hi, Amma. you well. Hi, okay, Alessia, say hi to Amma. Alessia, say hi to Amma. Hi. Is Amma uh, a regular? No, Amma is uh, my, it used to be, uh, d- be my cat. Ah, right, 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 right. Um, uh, Lizzie, say hi to Amma. Everyone's here. Good evening, Amma. I hope you're well, mate, and I hope you're keeping good. Okay, guys, come on in and ask your questions. Let us know what you want. We want to talk about the things that salespeople get wrong that they don't even know they're doing. So if you're in sales, business development, you're in an industry where you've got to bring revenue through the door, as far as I'm concerned, you're in sales. Would you agree? Spot on, mate. Okay. Everyone's in sales. Can you remember, okay, some of the mistakes you made all those years ago? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was a, a kid, green, fresh out of university, went into sales. Um, I probably made all the mistakes we're going to talk about today at one time or other. Yeah, absolutely. And when you when you when you made those mistakes, were they were they kind of like eye openers for you at the time, or were they just like? something little in your mind that you corrected easily because I think a lot of the time when people don't see it as a big thing they sometimes don't correct it I, th- I think actually what you need is you need when you're starting out in sales you need a couple of people around you who can spot it for you because you don't know the mistakes you're making you don't know if you've never done something before you actually need a coach you need and you know, I, I was lucky I had a couple of good mates who worked with me I actually had a guy who used to drive me home at night and we used to do pitches together in the car. Oh, yeah? I mean, this is years ago. This is where, I mean, this is fairly archaic. But when I started out, half of your morning would be you get the loot newspaper or the pink. And you go through and you'd circle up all the landlords looking to rent their houses out. And you phone them all. That's kind of how we started the day out. <laughs> and then we, me, and, me and this guy used to, he, he'd been doing it for a few years. And he was a friend of my older brother's. And he sort of put me under his wing. And on the drive home e- e- each evening, we would genuinely sort of role play, role play pitches on the way home. Excellent. Yeah, and, and that's how you got better at it. You, but I do think, you know, I think having somebody there who can pick you up and help and coach is, is really, really important. Because okay. otherwise, how do you know you're making a mistake? Exactly. Right, okay, guys. So please, 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 if you've got questions, please <coughs> let us know. Hi, guys, how are you doing? Nice to see you all joining us tonight. Okay, so what I want to know is the challenges that you face in uh, as a salesperson, things that you think you've got wrong and you haven't put right yet, things that you might have got wrong, things that you've noticed other people get wrong, okay, that they could fix. We're going to go through some of the things that we've been through. Okay, so we've got one well, first question. We've got, what's the worst scenario within sales for customers interesting question i don't give us some more information on that question greg says hi guys met one of rick's new recruits friday only been in the uae two weeks he's very very excited his name's liam yeah yeah i met liam today in training i guess one mistake new sales people make is they don't harness or capitalize on the initial energy especially when moving abroad to start new roles they spend it in all the wrong places 
yeah, I think Dubai has that, doesn't it? Because we, we we took in 14 new starters today, of which Liam was one. Uh, seen a really good kid. Um, but, you know, the one of the mistakes, I think, not necessarily salespeople, but you come to Dubai, bright lights, lots of things going on. Your mind doesn't just focus on the work as it should do, particularly in real estate. You know, real estate, first five or six months, you've got to dedicate yourself to it properly dedicate yourself to it and put I mean, aside they're selling, they're selling yeah agreed agreed but you know our guys coming in they're not on a basic salary they're there to earn commission you know you've done that yeah um you've got to put brunches aside you've got to put evenings out aside you've just got to get your head down um uh, and i think that is a mistake people make. we try and we try and guide them we try and sort of say look guys for six months just focus on the work you can enjoy yourself once you've made it you once you're sort of hitting targets and the money's coming in you know enjoy everything that dubai's got to offer but you know you've got to get your head down over that first period okay so mistake number one coming to dubai okay yeah not staying focused on your job because you're seduced by the bright lights and invariably it's not just the bright lights it's the money you spend as well yeah, isn't spot. it i actually think mistake number one is probably made before you get on the plane because if that's your attitude before you get on the plane if you think you're coming over here for a uh, a half, half, half a holiday plus you're going to work a bit and earn a million quid ain't going to happen, you know. And, and I think Dubai is littered with people that have gone. It's going to be a bit like an. Ex- In fact, I came here on holiday once. I loved my week's holiday. It's going to be just like that, and I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah, you know, it doesn't happen like that. You know, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't happen. It happen like that. Ah, yeah. oh, oh, exactly. Oh um, well, it certainly not happened for me yet like that. It's <laughs> yeah, it's really, really hard work. But if you enjoy what you're doing, it's not it's not a problem. But I think that is probably mistake number one. Before they get on the plane, they're already in the wrong mindset for it. Got the wrong. A mindset few people, not 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 too many. Hopefully, we, tr- we you know frankly we try and weed that out of people when we're interviewing them, of course. But okay, yeah, good question. Okay, so Claude, um, um, Alicia, this is on spin round. What what uh, network have you got this on? Have you got this on ground floor? Or have you got this on the other one? Okay, why is it spinning around then? Oh no, we've got it back. And it's really slow. Okay, no worries. Claude Saka, okay, says I'm currently, it is, it's, I don't know why it's spinning around. There's something going on there. It's really bad. It's really not clear at all. Have we got it? Guys on Instagram, just let me know if it's clear for you, if you've got any problems with it. Okay, we're all okay right now. So Claude Saka says I'm currently recruiting. What do you recommend, hire locally or import talent? So Claude, um, I know Claude, Claude well. What okay. did he do? So Claude was the boss of... Um, uh, Nishama. Yeah. Okay. And I think he's going to be something in another company. I can't say. Right, that right, 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 right. Okay. Um, because that wouldn't be fair on Claude. But um, yeah, so this, what do you recommend? So what do you mean locally or import talent? So what would you do? Uh, we try and do both. I think you actually need to mix it. Um, when I first arrived, we had to sort of very much get them in from abroad. Yeah. Um, but I, I genuinely think in Dubai, Dubai is diverse, Dubai is mixed. Unless you're going to go down the route of being a bit sort of one dimensional with your teams. You've got to mix it. So we now look for, if we're getting 10 to 15 in a month, we'd want six or seven of them local, six or seven of them new but from overseas, and four or five of them as experienced brokers. So we do try and look for a sort of a hedge on that. Okay, fair enough. Good question. Right, Harvey says, um, Harvey's got an AI recruitment business, okay? Right. So Searchy is a business that um, uses artificial intelligence to work out whether the candidates are the right people for the role. Interesting. Okay, so we're going to ask these questions. We're staying focused on our five things, though. Don't you forget about that. Um, or don't you worry about that. Um, Harvey says, how do you balance personalities across a sales team to get the most out of the team instead of just maximizing the individual potential? Do you know what? I mean, That's a really, really good, good question. question. It's really, thanks, Harvey. Do you know what? Um, I I think probably one of the biggest mistakes recruiters do in sales is we, we recruit on personality. And you recruit personality, you, the danger is you end up with a sales force that you get on really well with, but aren't necessarily doing the business they need to be doing. 
Uh, in fact, I think me and you spoke about this once. You, you know, particularly with salespeople, you've kind of got to get to the underneath of what have they done, what have they achieved, you know, and not be too drawn in by the personality side of things. Some of the best salespeople I've ever worked with, frankly, are not the most effervescent, upbeat people I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And some of them get on with it in the corner, just like little machines. Like there was a guy called The Machine. You, know, you see what we did there? Uh, yeah, and he, used to, he used to do 35 to 40 leases a month. Um, wow. And he, yeah, I mean, that is incredible. Even Fox's numbers, that was incredible. They called him The Machine, but not only because he did the numbers, but he was quite robotic. You know, he's just that kind of guy. So, I don't, you know, for me, it doesn't necessarily have to be one type of personality, but it is when you're recruiting people, the mistake we all make is you end up sort of, I like him, therefore he's in, or I like him, therefore he's So that's in. a mistake that an employer makes. Yeah, yeah, Okay, absolutely. good question. Guys, come on in with your questions. Let us know what you've got. Um, long hours, lack of... Okay, so hold on a minute. Let me just get this one question right. Um, let me make sure. What's the worst scenario within sales? And she says, long hours, lack of energy, losing focus, um... Uh, I don't even know what your question really is. So ask that question again. I know where you're, where you're signing in from, hun. Um, I think she's in Sweden at the moment. Right. And what, what you want to try and understand is, you know, what, what gets them what gets them demotivated? Yeah. I really need to know that question in full again. If you do that, I will make sure I help and answer that question for you. So please, please, please do that. Guys, come and ask your questions. Okay. We, um, we want to answer those questions for you. Okie dokie. We got here. Okay. Hi, guys. Um... The market in Dubai is very saturated with brokers nowadays. So uh, would one overcome and combat the competition? To, uh, what does it have to do to stand out to be above the rest? That's an interesting question. That's a good question. I mean, I, I remember coming to Dubai in 2014 or 15 and getting a taxi from the airport and the taxi driver told me he was a broker. So I think we've had, <laughs> we've had more saturation in, in Dubai than we have today. I think there's, there's probably somewhere, but I've, you know, the numbers are round roughly 5,000. So it is, it is competitive without a shadow of a doubt. Again, we had the new guys in today. We were talking about what makes a great broker. And, you know, the, the, some of the answers of the basics, answer the phone, be on time, you know, please, thank you, and all the rest of it. And I say they're, they're the absolute bare minimum. But frankly, that will make you better than 80% of the market out there, which is quite a sad indictment of the market, frankly. But um, I don't think the market is as competitive as people think for good brokers. Hmm. Good point. Yeah. Okay, right, guys. Here's some of the problems that I think that you lot face. First of all, if you are going to be a sales guy, it doesn't matter about real estate, <clears throat> anything else, and it doesn't matter whether you're in Dubai or anywhere else, ask yourself a question. Do I beat on my craft every day? Okay, do I beat on my craft? That basically means, do I work hard to continue to learn and grow and develop my skills? So I was training a group of people today, the, the, one of my clients, and I said to, the, we were doing telephone sales. Yeah. And so as we were talking through telephone sales, I said, uh, I said, everyone, write down the last time you actually had structured telesales training. And so they wrote down, and the most recent training someone had was three months ago, and then it went all the way through to, I mean, years ago and nothing at all. Mm. But one guy said, I get it every day. I'm like, okay, tell me about that. Who trains you? He said, well, making calls is training every day. And for me, that's not training because you can go and make loads of calls, but if you make bad calls or the wrong calls, you're not going to improve just because you're making calls. Yep. For me, it's all about understanding the actual telephone call and the skills you need to be good at it and then leaning in and learning those, which is common sense, yeah? Yep. But for some people, it's not. It's like, no, I just keep making calls. So do you beat on your craft? I mean, with, with the people that work at your company, 
I'm going to put it on the spot here. Probably. probably <laughs> no, God, God. So the people that work at your company, when when it comes to training them, a lead typically you generate leads for your staff. Yeah? Yep, of course. Okay, so the online leads you generate, a lead comes in, and the first communication that that prospect has typically will be a phone call. Uh, yeah, usually. Yeah. And so what kind of structured training do you do around telephone calls, as an example, okay, on a consistent basis? Um, so, I mean, we, we've we recently redone some of our training because we were spending, I'd say we we're spending 80% of our training on the people that have been with us for the first three weeks, which is fine because they obviously need it. There was then less consistent training with people that have been with us for a, a longer period of time. We switched that up actually a couple of months ago. We brought in this car wash process where everybody in the company goes through a training hour to a training hour and a half once a month, which probably you're going to tell me they need more. But you know, for once a month, they're in the classroom. We're going over some structured training. Last month, or which was at the end of last month, a week or so ago, was myself training them on qualification. So it's that, that conversation on the telephone from the point when somebody first comes in. From the point of how do they answer the call, how do they take control of the call? Because that's someone phoning in saying, "I want to see that property." And, you know, frankly, they want to see that property, and then nothing else. They want to get off the call, don't they, as quickly as possible? Yeah. So, how do we then structure a very quick qualification process, and how do we finish it with what we want to get out of it? So, we do do it. Um, we it's quite timely because we actually did it last week. Um, and then, then the question for me has to be, if you do that, what responsibility is it, and this is where salespeople yep. get it wrong, of the salesperson, whatever their job is in sales, what responsibility is theirs yep. to focus on self-development? I think everyone's got a responsibility for their own career to have a degree of self-development. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the old, we can take the horse to water and all the rest of it. We, we, we will invest in training, we'll show them. What's really important after that though, Spence, is the follow-up. We did the training, what's the follow-up after that training? Mm-hmm. Where are my managers now, that my managers are being tasked with, do a couple of call recordings of each of them and sit with them on a one-on-one and, and, and go back over it and coach them on it. So it can't just be the training, then wash your hands, go, right, those guys are all trained, I'm gonna go and sit in the Bahamas. You know, we, we've got to, it's gotta be constant, you've gotta have follow-up. But there has to be responsibility, I think, if you want to be a professional at anything, and I do think sales is a profession, I think re, re, real estate sales is a profession, you've, you've got to work on it. It doesn't just happen overnight. People in all other professions go home of the evening and, and study for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there has to be a responsibility on that as well. Mm. So one of the mistakes that you guys make as salespeople, some of you make, is the fact, as Rick says, you're not training yeah. All right. You aren't going to build your skill set or your sales muscle unless you train. And that isn't just repeating. You know, if you go into the gym and you did uh, an hour on an exercise bike every day. OK, at first you'd feel you were working out. But after you had done it for a few weeks, an hour is not actually going to give you any progress. You've got to do more than an hour for you to keep growing. So when it comes to your skills, just making more and more phone calls doesn't necessarily fix the problem. Work on your craft. Find out ways. What books are you reading? What material yeah. are you studying? What courses are you taking yourself? And this is a big mistake salespeople make. Like today with one of the companies I was with, interestingly, people that had training in, in, in telesales in this example. Oh, yeah, I had training five years ago, so I'm trained. Well, you had training five years ago. Yeah. So what training have you had since? Well, I'm trained in telesales. And that mindset is a real real bad way of approaching your own professional development to be as good as you can. And remember, your professional development as a commission-only salesperson means that you are the person that benefits if you learn this and apply it to your business, yeah? Yeah, spot on. Okay, good stuff. Right, let's have a go. Okay, uh, what has been proven to be the best daily routine for you um, for, uh, or your sales teams? 
To me? Yeah, go for it. You got a daily routine for your sales teams? Yeah, we do. And it, you, the most important thing is keep it and make it sustainable. So I have gone through hundreds of different routines and different structures for people. Yeah. And the more complex they get, because the more you try and be clever with them, the more they fall over very, very quickly. So we're pretty... Uh, you know we're pretty uh, simple you get in in the morning get your teas get your coffees get your breakfast get whatever but by quarter to nine you've got to be ready to go nine o'clock we have the uh, uh, the team huddle and that's usually communicating to each other any hot buys you got yesterday any hot leads yesterday any price reductions what have you twice a week there's a more structured meeting then it's follow-ups so who do i need to speak to that i met yesterday yeah yeah because if you met him yesterday phone him in the morning yeah. it's pretty simple stuff and then the next hour is try and book your diary out. So Why, when you talk about this, is it common sense for you? But for a lot of people, it's not, is it? I think, I think some people will do it. Do you know the mistake people make? Yeah, and I've written down one of them, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But it's that structure of the morning. It goes, goes back to how much do people really want it. They'll come in in the morning. The boss will tell them they've got to be there. Yeah, they'll. Why do I have to be there? Why does it got to be structured? Because you're not paying me. They don't really. They they'll, they'll waltz in at nine o'clock or one minute past nine. They'll do a meeting. It'll finish at nine forty-five, and the very first thing they'll do is they'll go downstairs for a cigarette. Mm. The very first thing they'll do, and I think if one piece of advice I will give anybody. I mean, I'm an ex-smoker, so I've been. You know, I have done my time outside with the smokers. There is no more negative place in a business than outside with the smokers. And I don't mean that smoking's negative. I mean, that is the place where people go to whinge and moan yeah. and complain. And we've all had it. When I was in my 20s, I used to smoke, and I'd get all the messages in the, you know, as soon as someone's pissed off about something, they'd message me, meet me outside for a fag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was never, meet me outside for a fag, I've got some great news. Yeah. Well, meet me outside for a fag, I've just been promoted. It was meet me outside for a fag, because I want to, yeah. And you, you neg yourself out, you go down there, and you come back and it'd be 10 o'clock, and you, your mind's already gone. Yeah. You know, you've got no momentum yeah. and you've just spent five minutes whinging with Big somebody mistake. else. Big so, yeah, avoid, avoid, if you're going to smoke, just avoid everyone else while you're doing it. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Asi Sam says if you become a senior in sales, example, at the age of 45, uh, still you want to have the same patience level to do the direct sales, say the same level of patience at the age of 25. Athi, I don't understand your question. Um, do me a favor and just retype out the question so we can understand it because it isn't clear. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Nice to see you. Okay, some other people on. Hold on a minute. Uh, what do we think of cold calling and what other options do we have? Right, that's for me. That's yours, Cold yeah. calling's for losers. <laughs> losers. If your company make you cold call, your company is full of losers and you know who you are. You're lazy. You aren't understanding what tools are available today in today's marketplace and shame on you for making your staff cold call and cold callers, shame on you for not having words with your employers to say, what alternatives are there? There are so many alternatives that you don't need to worry about it. Why don't you invite... 100 people by running a Facebook ad to a seminar where you teach them about how to sell their house. There you go. And you know what? Those 100 people that will come, okay, they'll sit there, they'll listen, they'll learn, and half of them will list their property with you because you're the one that's given them the knowledge and the experience and the expertise. Agreed? I do. I, do. I mean, look, there's obviously a place Don't for calls. Don't you go there with Whoa, me. whoa. There's obviously a place for calls. The, the problem is, we, we've spoken about this again, you know, we generate a lot of leads. Yeah, the problem isn't we need to cold call to go out. We, we've got to follow up with those leads. 
um, and not they, they, give they up on those. A cold call, though. That's what my point. I agree with you. No, I agree. I if someone's if someone's interested in a service or a product, exactly. Offer, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. So I I will I will task my people to make lots of calls. But it's those people that have come in, and we then need to keep. Preserved. I'll give you a good example. Um, well, my, you're in cold calling banned anyway in Devon. Of course, it is, and, and quite rightly. Um, where I think again, where people make a mistake is they give up on a lead too early. Or they make an opinion on the lead. That's my big issue with people. Mm-hmm. And I will give you a brief... Uh, I'll tell you there's one person definitely won't listen to this, my wife, so I can tell you this story. <laughs> right? So my wife and I, we're looking to move house. We rented a villa two years ago. Since then, we've gone from a family of three to a family of seven. It's a different story. I'm not going to tell you online on there why. But, there's, you know, we, we've literally... There's just people everywhere. You open drawers and there's babies in it, that sort of thing. So <laughs> we've got to move house. Yeah, but it's... My wife's at the moment... We, 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 the tenancy's up at the end of December... My wife's thinking, should we buy it or should we rent? And area-wise, she's looking anywhere from Dubai South through ranches through, you know, literally. So you can imagine the phone call to the broker. Hi, you know, my name's Mrs. Wayne. First of all, most, oh, Christ, it's the boss's wife or whatever. But um, I'm looking to buy or rent. And the motivation goes, Yeah. It's like, when? End of the year. Where are you looking? Anywhere. Yeah. So they just go, oh, what a total waste of time. Now, she will move as house. She's going to make us move house. Um, and she just needs somebody to give her a little bit of time, a little bit of care, and then keep in touch with her over the next couple of months, mm-hmm. giving her some little snippets of information. Mm-hmm. And when she does come to move, that one person will be so far ahead of the rest of the market spend, so they won't get a look in. Mm-hmm. Now, Dubai's full of people like my wife, frankly, doing that at the minute. Yeah. You know, the, the market, particularly where we're at in sales, is full of, I don't call them leads at the minute, I call them researchers. The market is full of property researchers because of where the prices are at. There's a lot of people thinking, should I, shouldn't I? I've lived here for so long. Is now the right time. Those leads are coming in, and the mistake people make is they won't phone them. And I tell you the other mistake people make. Some people will say, when I say phone them back, they'll go, I can't cold call it. And they'll think it's a cold call. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think, sometimes, I think sometimes people get the... Some people just don't want to make a call, Spence. That's the reality <laughs> of it. Excellent stuff. Okay, so more questions coming through here. Let's just get this going. Hold on a minute. Oh, what did I do there? Hold on a minute. Uh, oh, I've done it again. Um, oh, gosh, there's loads. Okay. If half your team are generating 80% of the revenue, do you focus your efforts on the less performing individuals or on the performing ones to achieve your target? Which school is better? That's Ziad. Good question, Ziad. Very good question. I know Ziad, so you can go for the answer on that one. Uh, I've always had a view that you've got this top 20% and top bottom 20%. Yeah. Yeah, and the top 20% will always be the top 20%. They need arms around them, well done. They They do need the love. The bottom 20 cent, frankly, are probably the ones you're going to be working out replacing. But the real value on a team like, you know, I've got 140 brokers. The value add, if I can get that middle 60% to shift up by 10%, you know, from a company point of view, that's where there's real value to be had. So Mm. what do you think? That's so, my school of thought. So I believe in the Jack Welch theory, which is you've got your top 20%, yep. who you coach individually. Mm-hmm. You have your bottom 20%, who you, who you fire. Yep. Or help find another job. Yep. Okay, and then there's the 60% in the middle that you t- coach as a group. Yeah. So when I focus training on a whole team of people, there's the people at the bottom that really, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're already gone in there anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah. Help them find another job. Those people at the top, they're special people, so they deserve to be given special treatment. They've earned that right. And then the guys in the middle could become great or or not, but they get taught as a group until such times that they qualify into their top tier. Make sense? It is. I think we're on the same. They're thereabouts. They're thereabouts. 
Okay, hope, hope, oh shit, hope that's answered that question. <coughs> and how you guys, how you doing? Okay, Mark, Rich is on. Uh, what's your favourite uh, favorite sales or business book, Rick? What's your favourite book in oh, sales or business? I got given a book um, when I was first promoted into a manager's job in Foxons by then area director, a really good guy. And he, talking about, he, he was quite, he had quite a serious job. And when I first got promoted, I wasn't in his area at all, but I got on quite well with him. So the boss at the time, there's me and somebody else who are on sort of the fast track system. And they said, right, I want you to go and shadow him for a, for a week. And I did. This guy took me around. I was, I was 26 or something. And I spent a week with this guy in his car and in all his meetings and all his one-to-ones. It was brilliant. At the end of it, he gave me a book called Letters from Leaders. And it was brilliant. And it's, all, it's just letters from people, you know, very famous people, leaders across the world. And it's letters to kids and it's letters to people for the future and it, i found that you know that, that that's, that's stuck not in your mind stuck in my mind yeah yeah, yeah. Really it's not it's not the sort of you know the jack i've read jack welsh and winning all the rest of it but that's the one that's uh, always stuck with me okay good excellent stuff um love your sessions keep them coming just a request if you could please leave your live sessions for 24 hours we appreciate it uh, mate i will not leave them on instagram but they are on facebook so um i'm happy for you to go to facebook and they'll be there they're there in perpetuity Okay, and moving on. Whether a senior salesperson at the age of 45 can do direct sales because he loses the patience level when he becomes 45. Um, at this age, or whether he can do the direct sales only able to manage a junior salesperson, what's your opinion? So I'd, I'd be very careful if I were you to talk about losing motivation at 45. I'm 49 years old and I've got more energy than all of you lot put together. So from that perspective... Um, <laughs> There, there is no lack of motivation. So um, I think that whether you're 45 or 25, if you know what you're trying to achieve and you have a why, okay, a purpose, and it matters to you and it matters to you in a big way, then as far as I'm concerned, you without a doubt, okay, can achieve it no yeah, matter totally what agree. you are. Totally and remember, agree. people are going to live to age 60. My kids are probably, sorry, 90. My kids are probably going to live to the age of 100. I'm 49 years old, which means I've got another 40 years to go. So if I'm demotivated and flat for the next 40 years, I'm going to be the most irritating and annoying person for my yeah, wife yeah, yeah, that exists yeah. on the planet. Okay, love hearts. Press the share button, guys. I really would like you to press the share button. Right, let's go into some questions that we've got from people. Good man. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, uh, Abdul Al Hakim. Okay, here in Dubai. Hi, mate. How are you? Okay, if there's one sales mistake that I'm consistently guilty of making, it's wasting time with the wrong contacts. I mean, the real estate industry and potential buyers keep on contacting me for viewings of the apartments I'm showing, but none of them actually seem interested in buying when it gets down to business. How do we weed out people who aren't serious buyers? Is that for me? Yes, for you, definitely you. Look, I, I think um, I, I had a conversation with a girl, one of our brokers called Joanna in Abu Dhabi about three or four weeks ago. And she's a good broker. She's not a bad broker. She works hard. And I went down there and I said, how are you getting on? She said, I'm in a really tough time because I'm doing loads and loads of viewings and they're all time wasters. So I said, right, okay, let's, all I can do is then look at the tools we have. So we've got a few calls that have come in from some of the portals and we can listen to how she got on with them. And the calls sort of all went like this. They kind of went, someone's phoned in they said I want to see this two bed on Sadia Island she's gone great I'm available tonight at six and the person went fantastic I'll see you there take the details and they moved on and I said well Joanna you're spending your time and your petrol money to get down to Sadia Island you don't even know who this person is she said where's the qualification and she said to me ah I qualify on the viewing 
And I actually think that is what a lot of brokers do. You know, they fall into this habit. They go, I'll just book it in and then I'll go and speak to them. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. The, the qualification is not something that's just a one hit in a, on a phone call, particularly in sales. You're going to spend weeks, if not months, with somebody and you'll keep qualifying. You'll keep, you know, get belly to belly with them the more time you'll spend with them, of course. But just basic, slow it down at the start, ask a few questions, try and understand the why, the motivation, and the mindset behind somebody's move. And I think you'll start weeding out a lot of the time wasters. You'll start, or, or you'll start understanding that your view of this person's time waster is they're just not ready yet to do what you want them to do. So rather than wasting two days showing them around with things, have a conversation with them about it, find out when they will be ready, keep in touch with them by all means, and then when they are ready, start doing some business with them. Mm, good answer. I'll take that one. Okay, next question. Paul Hud from Scotland. Hi, Paul. How are you? Um, hi, Spencer. I've sent in a question a few weeks ago about my team not being able to close the leads that they're being supplied with. Obviously, there's a very big problem with closing at my firm. Can you help me out with one or two of the closes that have always worked for you in the past? Um, Paul, I don't know what you sell, um, but in in answer to your question, um, (coughs) I'd focus focus on making sure that you have a structure in place um, before you actually go into the sales process. So you make sure that you take four steps. Number first, the first step you take is building rapport. And so that's your first gear of your sale. Okay, your work, your social and family, i.e. ask them open any questions about work, mm. then their social life, then their family, get to know them over 15 minutes and create some trust and credibility. Introduce yourself then and what you do by literally introducing yourself. But more importantly, Give them terms and conditions. And this is where so many salespeople fail. They don't tell the, the prospect what to expect. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we can do everything for you, sir. Anytime, sir, three bags full, sir. As opposed to, look, Mr. Prospect, you're there and I'm there. I'm not this subservient person that's below you, okay? Mr. Prospect, this is what I'm going to do for you today. X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Okay, if I do these things for you, Mr. Prospect, okay, can I uh, rely on you to make a decision the next time we get together? Or Mr. Prospect, I'm not here to waste my time. First thing I'm going to do is this, then I'm going to do that, then I'm going to do that. Once I've done all those things, it's going to become apparent to me the areas that you need to work, but it's not, it's not me, it's you that has to make those decisions. If you want me to move ahead with you, then I'm going to ask you for a gentleman's agreement that when we get together next time, if I am valuable to you, that we can go ahead and do some business. So there's a close for you that you can use. And I do that before I do any work for anyone. I'm basically making sure that my time isn't wasted and they respect the fact that I'm a professional. So stay away from that subservient. Mm. Stay away from sending people information. Stay away from not only sending people information, but then chasing after people thereafter when you have no more control left. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Give me one yourself. What, a close? Yeah. That I wouldn't use a, else? a bar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean... <laughs> Are you buying it or not? <laughs> yeah, come on, mate. Time's time. Um, I think, um, look, I agree with you. I've never been, in fact, I tell you what, again, my wife's not listening, so I can say that she thinks I come out with cheesy one-liner closes when I'm talking to her. Yeah. I, she says that. She says that. But I think... She knows you best. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, she knew me 11 years ago when I first met her. Um, I, but I think for me... You know, it isn't about a close, it's about a process. It's about making sure that when when somebody's moving house, you've gone through all the whys and the wherefores and understand the motivation and the mindset, and crucially, the mindset for me. Now, we often talk about, can I, how do I influence? My job as a salesperson to get you closed is I have to have some influence and I'll get an agreement. The agreement's the close. But the influence, me to make sure that you're A, going to do it through me and the way we want to do it, really comes down to the mindset. 
know, I can't really influence your motivation. You can't influence the fact that we've had another baby and we need more space. You know, I'm not too late for that one. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> it's the mindset around why people are, are buying homes, particularly in real estate, that's important for me. And that's how do they feel about it? Are they nervous about it? Are they educated on the market? Are they uneducated on the market? It's, it's understanding all those facets that's going to help close somebody because, you know, I'm not going to show them and sell them a house they don't want to buy. Mm. You know, I'm not. I, I've, I've sold millions, of, hundreds of houses. We've never done it to somebody who doesn't want to buy the house. You know, it's about making sure they're comfortable with me about the process we're going through and I've given them the tools they need to buy a house. Fair enough. Okay, Mike says, when you're a brand new salesperson, is it more important to focus on the long-term relationship with the prospect or getting the sales into, uh, in to get the right results? Um, it's, uh, it, both things are important. You've got to build long-term relationships with people by adding value. Of course, you've got to get results so you can survive. So it's a combination of yeah. both of those things. Um, absolutely, Mike. Okay, Willie says, what do you do when a sales prospect is taking too long to close? They're taking too long to close because you gave them too long to close. You've, ta- you've, rel- you've relinquished responsibility for that sale by giving the prospect the power to make a decision when they're ready that's why it's costing and that's why it'll be a problem okay another quick question okay how long we got how long we been 35 minutes okay good we've got 10 minutes to go um uh what we got uh fahad hunsi from abu dhabi uh, my company and I still don't do much on social media and I know that you're going to say that's a massive mistake. We've got a Facebook and Instagram page. We've only got about 50 followers on each platform. What's the fastest way to build a following? That's that? yours, mate. Come on. The fastest way to build a following is to spend money. All right, That's the fastest way to build a following. Number one, create really valuable content. So I, I, was, I was teaching this today. If you want to make 20 videos in two hours, believe it or not, you can. It's very easy. Take a phone, a tripod, a plug-in microphone. So a tripod, 150 dirhams. A plug-in microphone, 150 dirhams. Take that tripod and sit near a window and let the light from the window come through onto your face. Okay, take 20 questions that your clients might ask, okay, or your prospects might ask. Take those 20 questions. Once you've got those 20 questions, then, okay, literally answer each question in a one minute, in less than one minute on a video. Take those 20 questions that have been asked. You then can create 21 minutes videos for socials and then you're now bringing valuable content to the market then on top of that spend maybe ten dollars a day in social media content marketing so awareness campaign marketing not trying to sell anything so awareness campaign marketing ten dollars a day should be enough to start to get your content going into the eyeballs of far more people than do within your 50 group audience as it is at the moment that's a great place to start that will help build your audience over the course of the next one or two months but you'll then start to be able to refine okay who you're pushing that out to so don't whatever you do ever press the boost button on any content you want to target market so the people that you want to market market to think about who they are think about who that audience should be think about what they do for a living think about their behaviors okay what we can understand now is that social media will allow you to understand demographics and psychographics so they allow you to choose demographics but they'll also allow you to choose the behavior of people so rick likes to go to Starbucks every morning at 8.17 to buy a vanilla latte, all right? That's what he likes to do. And he picks up a Financial Times past the petrol station on the way there, okay? That's, that's a behavior. And if that's what Rick did as a behavior, we could lean into people that, first of all, behave like that if that was Rick, but also everybody that shares the same avatar that does that. Maybe you want to lean into job titles. Maybe you want to lean into time in the country. Maybe you want to lean into passions and interests. Maybe Rick's crazy about Formula One. And if he 
years, then you can lean into everyone that likes Formula One that's in real estate, that's a CEO or a MD of a company. There's all this stuff you can do. The best way to learn how to do it is to go to YouTube and type that into the, the question section. How do I do exactly that? So type that in and there'll be about four billion gazillion fadillion, okay, videos on that particular subject and it will teach you what to do. But that's the fastest way to grow an audience. If you think you're gonna grow an audience today without spending some money on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Pinterest, Snapchat, etc., then you're, you're, or even YouTube, then you're, you're delusional. So that's what you're gonna do if you wanna do it quickly. Hopefully that's answered that question. Anything to add? Uh, not, not after that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, let's see what we've got here. What we've got here. Uh, the people, oh, hold on a minute. I'm not very good. Uh, I use Alicia's phone here, and, I, and it's just different to my phone for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't get it right. Okay, um, guys, come and join us. You've got questions. We've got another five minutes to go, so come and join us. If you are following my podcast, the Spencer Lodge podcast, the next, who's the next one on the podcast? Nick Voitich. So we've got Nick Voitich coming up. Before I end, before I go into the last couple of questions, Nick Voitich, when I was with him the other day, so no arms, no legs, no worries, blew me away when I was with him. He didn't have much time for a long podcast, so we only had 15 minutes. But in those 15 minutes, what he said, we had everyone crying in the room, yeah? We were all really moved by what he had to say, and I'm super, super excited to share this with you. So check out the Spencer Lodge podcast. We might even get Rick on it and see if he wants to come and join us. We'll <laughs> ask him questions he doesn't want to answer, though. Kurt says, okay, so don't forget Spencer Lodge podcast. And again, don't forget my book, The Spencer Lodge. No, it's not called The Spencer Lodge. It's Making It Happen, The Ultimate Guide to Selling. Lizzie hates it when I give books away on the show. So if you really want a book, send me a really cool video telling me why you should have one, and I'll get you a signed copy out of here. Okay, next question. And hold on a minute, Kurt says, since around four months ago, I tried to find students for a hospitality and hotel management school in Switzerland. They offer diploma, higher diploma, bachelor's, MBA, etc. Through Facebook, I get lots of feedback that they are interested. I get their email addresses and I'm sending them the relevant information about the school. Also, I offer them to have a phone call, meet them personally. In 99%, after they have got the email, they give me feedback. It's too expensive. Do you have an idea if I'm on the right way or do I need to change my tactic? Well, if they think it's too expensive, you haven't been clear about how much it's going to cost them beforehand. So to get better quality leads, lay everything on the table. Be totally transparent, Kurt. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's selling what? So uh, hotel management in Switzerland, diplomas, higher diplomas, bachelors. Basically, he's giving opportunity for people to go and study there. Okay, right. but he's telling them what the upside is, but he's not giving them the downside. Yeah. I think nowadays we, you've got to give both. I think. I mean, look, we, we you, this happens quite a lot in property as well. You know, I'll keep sending them the details, and they say I'm, I don't like it; it's too expensive without them seeing it. There is a less is more. You know, we say sell the appointment. You know, get me out to see some properties. Give me an hour of your time. And I've sold countless properties to people who I know would have told me it's too expensive. They haven't got to see it. Once you're stood in something, you can smell something, you can breathe it in, then, you know, those sort of things can change. So I do think less is more sometimes. Mm. If you get an if you can sell the appointment rather than the property, I know it's a real estate answer, not a hospitality yeah. answer. But. Hopefully that's answered that question helpfully for you. Um, right, okay, another question. Okay, um... Hussam al-Din, nice to see you, Hussam. Um, Spencer, I, try, I tend to jump the gun and try to close my prospects too soon. What are some signals that will tell me that they're good and ready for me to go in for the kill and try and close them? <laughs> I love that question. Mate, great question. Really, bring a question like that every week. I love that one. 
Come on in. Right, well, <laughs> genuinely, the most important thing for me, if you were the couple, as soon as the wife would sit down on the sofa and start testing out the sofa, like, right, it's in. And I'd just whip out the pen and paper. So, you know, and, and that's, buying you, signals. Yeah, of course. Good. I mean, buying signals around somebody's house, you can tell quite quickly whether somebody's interesting or not. But this, isn't this about assumptive selling? This is about, this is about uh, assumptive selling all day long. And trial closes. Yep. Okay, for me, bring in trial closes here. Don't, don't go down the assumptive route only. Bring in trial closes. Don't actually go for the whole close. So when you say you jump the gun and you try and close your prospects too soon, what are some of the signals? You should be asking close, closed, uh, the closing questions. You should be asking open-ended questions. Okay, Mr. Prospect, um, could you imagine yourself living in this house? Okay, if the person says yes, okay, if I could find a property that's got the right kind of budget for you, that does all of these things, is it, can I be safe to be sure that you can go ahead and do business with us? Ask types of questions like this, rather than saying, can I, can I sign up, sign up, sign up? I think it's really important that we like, we test the waters all the way through. And also it's important you get lots of yeses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, you need to get, when you're selling something to somebody, and this is for you buyers out there as well, getting lots of yeses is important. Making sure that you're getting little yeses, little confirmations along the way. All right, and then when you get enough yeses, then the chances are when you go for the close. You get the big one. Yeah. Okay, one last question before we finish off our stuff. Okay, Adil Almoran says, good evening. How important is it to research your prospect before you meet with them? I usually just improvise and try and learn as much as I can about them when we meet them in person, but my boss seems to think this is a big mistake. This is, it leans in a lot to what you just said. Yeah. Okay. Is so, it, is the, does he mean sort of research them online before they go and meet them? Um, it means what research do you before meet them? So he's not, he's not telling us now. I don't know. Um, do you research people online? I, I, I probably don't Google them before I meet a client and... I mean, do you? Do, yeah. I, do you really? Yeah, yeah. If if it's, I mean, if it's a big client and it's somebody who I know I need to know, of course I would. But if it was back in the day when I was a broker and I was seeing five or six a day, I, although back in the day when I was a broker, they didn't have the Internet. tools of the trade. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have taken me a while to get hold of most people and find out who they are, hiding in bushes and poking. I think, at, I think that nowadays, I mean, if you're going to recruit somebody. We do. Research yeah, we do. So why we not do. research the prospects? I mean, LinkedIn's easy to get. Okay, you can go into their social handles uh, and get and get a look at them. And I tend to. I mean, most most of the business I do, people are coming to me. Mm. Um, you and usually you weren't. I reached out to you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So I reached out to you, but I did my research as to who you were beforehand. Yeah. And then I made. I made, made you did though. Ask me the first time we met. Why don't I know you? Yeah, I asked you why yeah, you don't know yeah, me. Yeah. No, no, no. You asked me why don't you, why don't you know me? I was like, no, I've just got it. <laughs> okay, Kieran says you have to research a client before you meet them. Okay, good. Right, just let's just finish off on these five mistakes. Okay, come on, let's go through those five mistakes that you wrote down the other day. So, I mean, we, we've we've kind of touched on a couple of them. I think the biggest mistake people have is um, they give up. They get an opinion. And they give up, be that an opinion about a prospect or an opinion about a process. Yeah. We often talk about, for me, sales, you know, the old thing that sales is a numbers game, it's 0 to 100. Well, 100% is unattainable. You're never going to close 100 people. Whatever you do, there's no one that good in the world. But the problem people do is they will try something, it doesn't work for them for a little bit, and then they give up. And then they're guaranteed the 0%. So I think not having an opinion on things, not giving up, particularly when you're first having a go at it, is one of the biggest mistakes that salespeople make. Mm -hmm. Good chat, good chat. Another one? Um, I mean, we've spoken about not qualifying, not listening. We've already sort of touched on that, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the old adage is, you know, two of these and one of these, open questions and all the rest of it. Understanding the motivation and mindset, you're not going to do that unless you spend the time asking the right questions yeah. and speaking. So I think that's number two. Um, number three I put down is, we don't challenge enough. 
we say yes too often. You know, really good salespeople can challenge with a smile, with lots and lots of charm and all the rest of it, but they can fundamentally say no to somebody. Yeah, because if you can't, mm-hmm. you're, as you said earlier, you're just going to put up a wish list or your expectations and all the rest of it. So being able to challenge, you've got to do it. Um, number four was hang out with the smokers. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Stay away from the smokers. Yeah. Well, look, it's a more general point. Stay away from negativity. Yeah, stay yeah, away. From you're gonna if you if you go and into people get sucked into it before they realise totally. they're already in there, aren't they? Oh, totally. Okay, and so it'll you have to be make really them out. Kind of like alert. You know, you you aware. go into the best run, most positive environments ever. You can still find somewhere a little pocket somewhere of negativity, and if you seek that out it will just drag you down so you've you've got to you've got to strengthen yourself about that you've got to put on the jacket that pushes all that away you know there's too much in life to be positive about and too much to sort of grasp onto so i don't just mean smokers all the smokers out there i'm not having a dig i promise but you know make sure you don't get dragged into that sort of negativity which can happen and i think the last thing for me guys i mean there's i've actually jotted down a few but i think for me a mistake people have is a bit of impatience sometimes you know, kind of goes with the don't giving up, but you know, you've got to have a bit of patience. You've yeah. your career. You know, you talked quite depressingly about how old we're all going to get when we're older. We're going to live to 100. And I probably won't, but you know, 100, 110. You know, it's a long time this career, this yeah. job. You've got to enjoy it, and you've got to have a bit of patience. Don't beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, they're my five. Good ideas, good answers, good information. Okay, so there's lots of good salespeople that lack the most important factor of the sales process, the closing technique. They miss a lot of opportunities to convert their prospects into customers. I couldn't agree with you more, mate. Okay, um, I, since I believe you do a session on closing techniques, happy to do that for you, mate. No yep. problem. Oh, okay, guys, oh, there's one more question. Here. We'll take this last question here. With Expo around the corner, what uh, what is this going to mean to the current market? Is that going to drive the prices back up or are they still going to continue to drop? How much more are prices going to fall? Okay, I will answer that question if you'll press the share button. Okay, on Instagram, on Facebook, if you'll press the share button, I'll answer that question. Press the share button now. Okay, and then love hearts and thumbs up as well. Share button, love hearts and thumbs up now, and then we'll answer that question. What's the answer to that question? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the simple answer to that question is I haven't got a crystal ball and I can't see the future however what I would say is what do I think about Expo I think I lived through London in the 2012 Olympics it was a bit negative before it mm-hmm. and then when it happened it was the city it was the best place mm-hmm. in the world to be for two months and Stratford now is also oh, incredible well. incredible but but the the the, the sort of the, the lift of the people was just incredible mm-hmm. now I, I think Expo is going to be a great event it's going to be a great party for four, for uh, six months and that'll going to put a smile on people's faces here there's going to be lots going on and i think that will give us a lift naturally Do you know that the eiffel tower was built for the paris expo yeah so were the uh, little dishy things in seattle um okay yeah you know the ones that look yeah. like uh yeah, yeah the, I mean, the, the, the tower thing yeah look, I, I i genuinely think it will give us a lift i think post expo is really interesting because if the number of people come that they expect to come to what is fundamentally an expat city full of people like myself who came here once upon a time on holiday and thought I quite fancy a piece of this well, people will come in people and, uh... will stay and and I think that post expo population uplift is it could be really interesting what I think for prices in the short term I think I actually think we're going to see a strong period now for transactions I think the there's demand back in the market there's more and more interest coming into the market and I think transactions are going to rise over the next few months I don't think prices will I think prices are probably there or thereabouts 
possibly got a, another four or five percent in them to come down. As I say, I haven't got a crystal ball, but that's what I'd think. And that price recovery won't happen until the excess supply is taken up by population. It's kind of as simple as that. Okay, good answers. Harvey, we'll get to that question afterwards. Sorry, we can't answer it right now. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show this evening. If you'd like to watch it again, then please go on to watch it on Facebook. You'll see it there. We'll keep it there in the, in the Spencer Lodge official page. If you want to get hold of Rick or you want to follow Rick, then please go to Instagram and look up Rick. At Rick Wayne. At Rick Wayne. R-I-C-K-W-A-I-N-D, yeah? That's it. Okay, so if you want to go for... In fact, do me a favour, all of you that watch this content, please go out there and follow Rick for me. Give him some love, okay, <laughs> and show him that you want to engage with him. But for now, guys, you enjoyed it? Love it. Excellent stuff. Thanks Ladies for having Ladies and gentlemen, no worries at all. Take it easy, whatever you do. Make sure that you make it happen. We'll see you soon. For now, we are gone. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>